Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am really looking forward to today's topic, and it's one that many people off the bat might not think has a lot to do with fat loss, but it really does. Fat loss, health in general, control over your life and control of your choices, This is something that has been a huge part of my life over the past couple of years and something that I regularly talk to my coaching clients about, those that are ready to kind of take this next step in elevating their performance, elevating their lives, and increasing their consistency and commitment. And that is morning routines. And I have created, before we kind of dive into this, I have created a cheat sheet. And I've made this one available. The carb strategies one I've talked about before um, is what you get when you get on the VIP list. So for people who are already on the VIP list, they try and get it and it says they're already subscribed. Basically, I've set this one up that you can get access to this one whether you're on the list already or not. Now getting this, if you're not already on the list, will put you on the list. But basically, I've created a cheat sheet that goes over the essential elements of a morning routine, how you can sort of pick and choose from these to create your own. It also outlines my own personal personal morning routine and my own personal affirmations that I say to myself every single morning and really several times throughout the day, as well as the resources that I use on a regular basis to help me stay consistent. So to get that, you're just going to text the word morning, morning to the number 44222. So you just create a new text to the number 44222. And in the body of the text, you just text the word morning and then uh, follow the prompt after that. And you will get that cheat sheet that is the elements of a morning routine, my own personal morning routine, and my daily affirmations and resources that I use on a daily basis. So again, that's just texting the word morning to the number 44222. And it seems like Lately, anyway, I can't go online, whether it's browsing the news or Facebook or whatever, without seeing an article like, want to see Richard Branson's morning routine or, you know, the common elements of morning routines of high achievers. Because how you start your day is incredibly powerful. Where the day starts, the day stays, right? If you wake up and you feel behind the eight ball and flustered and like nothing is going your way, that has an impact on the entire day. That's why people say, oh, it looks like you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Where the day starts, the day stays. And I I love this quote from John Maxwell that says, you will never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. But if the morning time is so influential for the direction and the focus and the positive or negative nature of your day, then that morning routine is going to be the most important routine in your world, right? And 
I said when we started out, some people will say, oh, this has nothing to do with fat loss. This is just kind of woo woo. But a lot of this is really based on, let's look at some of the highest achievers in the world, right? They have morning routines. They are disciplined about how they start the day. It's certainly, these are strategies that from people that we could really stand to learn a thing or two from. Who are we to say, oh, well, if Tony Robbins is doing it, if Richard Branson is doing it, it's not good enough for me. Sure, it sure it is. It absolutely is. Because these kinds of morning routines, any kind of morning routine, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes. It can be five minutes. It increases your productivity. It contributes to feelings of well-being or happiness throughout the day. It decreases stress and increases your ability to focus and stay focused. It gives you a sense of emotional control and decreases your reactivity in situations. And it also stands to accelerate your progress towards your goals, any goals, whether it's career goals, fat loss goals, fitness goals, relationship goals, financial goals, you name it. The other great thing about a morning routine has a lot to do with willpower. We've talked a lot before about how willpower is truly a limited resource. We do not have unlimited uh, willpower. If you wake up and start making a bunch of choices, what should I do about this? Should I get out of bed? Should I hit snooze? Do I have time to do this? What should I wear? What should I eat? You are exhausting your willpower every time you make a tough choice. But you're going to need that willpower later. You do not want to exhaust your daily reserves of willpower by like 9 a.m. Then you're setting yourself up for failure. And this is why so many people feel like they make good choices in the morning, early afternoon, and then everything goes downhill after lunch. It's a slippery slope. And after dinner, they've just totally thrown it away. And so much of this has to do with how you start the day and if you're setting yourself up for success later in the day or not. If you bring into the day a rushed mind, a sense that you've dropped the ball, that you're frustrated, you're much more likely to make crappy food choices because you don't feel great about yourself. But if every day starts with a feeling of accomplishment, of focus, a feeling that you're really like peaceful and positive, guess what? Your choices will reflect that. And this is not by accident. If we go to bed thinking, oh, I hope tomorrow is a good day. I hope tomorrow is an easy morning. You create that. And sure, are there people in your life that might have a bad attitude in the morning, whether it's a spouse or kids or roommates or friends or whatever? Yeah, but that doesn't mean you take that on. If you create this structure for your mindset and your mentality in the morning, that is something you have total control over. If you allow other people to make you change your focus, that's fine. But otherwise, their actions are their actions. They might be things you have to respond to, but you create the environment where you either respond positively and in control or not. This is a choice. Many people are hesitant to implement a morning routine because they think, I don't have time, right? I don't have time. But this can be, like I said, five minutes of your day. And a morning routine, though, is not like wake up, go to the bathroom, walk downstairs, grab your coffee, open Facebook. That's my morning routine. I'm talking about intentional time without distractions. And everybody has five minutes. If that means waking up five minutes earlier, right, if you maybe you have young children, it doesn't matter. You have five minutes. But honestly, if you're telling me, no, I don't, no, I don't, no, I don't, then fine. I'm not really talking to you. This isn't the episode for you. But for the rest of you, it is about carving out a few intentional minutes to get your head right and bring 
a positive, empowered perspective and feeling of accomplishment into the day at the start of the day. And I want to talk about some elements of a morning routine so that you can put one together that feels right for you. There might be some things that just don't feel right, you know, like silence might be really uncomfortable for you at first. So don't include that right out of the gate. Or maybe reading is something that you just don't have the mental bandwidth for at that time of the day. And that's okay. So I'm going to present to you a bunch of elements and then you put together the morning routine that is the length that's right for you and that is consisting of the elements that are right with you. Now, I recently, and I think I shared this in the last episode, but I recently went to a Tony Robbins seminar, uh, his Unleash Unleash the Power Within seminar uh, in LA, and he walked us through his morning routine. And I'll be totally honest, I had drifted from practicing my own morning routine. I was I still had a morning routine, but it didn't have the structure and the discipline and the consistency that I had had at one point before. In fact, when I was losing weight the fastest. And I'd been thinking to myself, even before I went to Tony's seminar, I need to get back in that discipline. I need it to be more structured. It can't just be kind of different every day with different elements every day. I need this consistent practice. And I just hadn't prioritized it. But going to Tony's seminar really was the catalyst that I needed to get back to this structure. So Tony shared with us his morning routine, and I'm going to share that with you guys. And I'm also going to share one from a best-selling author who has written a book about morning routines, Hal Elrod. His book, The Miracle Morning, is a fantastic book that was actually one of the initial catalysts that had me create a morning routine for myself a couple of years ago. So I'm going to share Tony's, I'm going to share Hal's, and then I'm going to share mine. And again, if you want mine, as well as my personal affirmations, the resources that I use, just text the word morning to the number 44222. The word morning to the number 44222. All right. Before we dive into that stuff, I want to talk about hitting the snooze button on your alarm. In short, don't do it, okay? Either set your alarm for later, right, when you really need to get up, or just practice getting up at the first alarm. And there's a reason that I say that, okay? Listen, if you are somebody who hits snooze, I need you to hear me right now. Hitting snooze reinforces those negative patterns of behavior that we often see with weight loss, the negative patterns of behavior that often hold us back or lead to inconsistency because we set a standard, right? The time we want to get up, that's why we set our alarm, and then we ignore it. We tell ourselves it's optional. Yes, we set this standard, but it's optional. In the moment, we don't care what we said we were going to do, which is get up at the time that we set the alarm for, and we opt for what we want in that moment. It creates a pattern of behavior where what we say we're going to do is optional. Does that sound familiar? Like saying you're going to go to the gym and then not going because the standard was I'm going to go to the gym, but in the moment it's totally optional. Or saying you're going to have a fat loss breakfast and then getting into work and seeing that somebody's brought donuts so you have that. You've set the standard, you've established what you want to do, but in the moment, you're inconsistent and you're self-indulgent. And hitting snooze is just like that. How you do anything is how you do everything. And when we have this habit of screw the goals, I want what I want now, instead, that is pervasive. That crosses over into other areas of life. And if we start the day that way by hitting snooze, guess what? You've just reinforced to yourself that what you say you'll do doesn't matter. What you want in the moment wins. And that is not helpful 
for reaching your goals. So go to bed earlier, get more sleep, improve the quality of your sleep. And I've done an entire episode on that that I will link to in the show notes at primalpotential.com or set your alarm for a more realistic time or here's an option, bite the bullet and let your feet hit the ground with enthusiasm every day at the first alarm. And honestly, and this is, I guess, maybe a little bit of tough love, but this is, when I give you guys tough love, rest assured that I give myself the same tough love, often tougher. I'm I'm pretty hard on myself in terms of, hey, buck up and do it and stop making excuses. But honestly, if you would rather stay in bed than get up and live your life and love the people in it, Something needs to change in your life. So take a look at that, right? Waking up is a gift and every day holds so much potential. So what's going on where you'd rather stay unconscious than embrace that? And maybe it's just that you didn't go to bed earlier and uh, early enough the night before. Change that. Or you didn't get the quality of sleep you were tossing and turning. Change that. And again, I'm going to link to the episode where I talk about specific strategies for improving the quality of sleep, especially when you're not able to choose the quantity of sleep. But here's the reality. Most of us can get more sleep. We just stay up browsing Facebook or watching trash TV. There is this thing called a DVR. Watch it another time. Get your butt to bed right? Get your butt to bed. But if you're getting enough sleep and you just don't want to go to bed or you don't want to get up in the morning, really look at what's going on that you would rather stay unconscious than embrace another day. Because waking up is a gift that many people didn't get this morning. Seriously, many people did not wake up this morning. And you might not in a week or a month or a year. So let's embrace that reality. Okay, I digress. Sorry about that. Let's get into, actually, I'm not sorry at all, but anyway, let's get into the elements of a morning routine. Some of these you might think, oh, yes, I need to do that. That would make me feel amazing. And others you might think, no, not happening. And that's okay. The goal here is to identify the different pieces of the puzzle and then put together the structure that works best for you. And I'll talk about practical implementation towards the end, but I want to say this. Do not think like, oh, these are the eight or nine things that Elizabeth talked about, so I need to make time for all of them. No, don't don't be crazy about it. If you currently are rushed like a mad person every morning right now and you think you're just going to implement a 45-minute morning routine, I'd say that's probably pretty unlikely. So it's about what you have time to do and what you will do and the things that are going to mean the most to you. Some of the, I don't do all of these. I do a lot of them, but I don't do all of them. I do what works for me and what feels best for me. So a real common one is some silent time, quiet time. And this can take a lot of different forms. I know a lot of people when they think, oh my gosh, my mind would just be racing. That's okay. That's okay. But there is value, even if you don't have the mental control to really silence your thoughts, which most people don't. And it's something that comes with practice. And it's something that I practice every day. Even still, there is value in just sitting and not doing, just allowing yourself to kind of be there and not be busy and not be distracted. But this can also take other forms, this silent time. This could be meditation. And um, there's a great meditation app. I'm going to pull it up on my phone right now. There are many, many, many great meditation apps, but there's one called Headspace. Headspace is a really great meditation app that basically walks you through. There's a free trial for it, so you can start for free. But it walks you through, I think, 10 days of very short guided meditation. So it is going to tell you what to do throughout that. So meditation might be the way to do that. I also love 
Tara Brock's um, meditation podcast. And I am going to make myself a note right now uh, to put those in the show notes over at primalpotential.com so that if you guys want to know what those are, Headspace is the app and Tara Brock has a podcast of guided meditations. It could also be prayer, right? It could be prayer or it could be just breathing. That's that's typically how I do my silent time. It's it's almost like a combination of meditation and breathing because I am focusing on breathing deeply and fully, but also I am focused on really quieting my mind, which to me is very meditative because I am not actively thinking about, okay, I need to do this and I need to do that. But I am really focusing on the breath and the movement of the breath throughout my body. And I find that to really calm me down and center me and slow down my mind. But it's a practice. Some days I'm like, oh my gosh, and I need to do this. I don't have time to breathe. Oh my gosh, I need to get up. I need to get up. I need to make this go by fast. That's normal. That's okay. There's no judgment. It's just a practice. So this silent time can take many forms. It can just be truly sitting there experiencing all the thoughts racing through your head. It can be prayer. It can be meditation. It can be breathing. And we'll talk about a couple of different ways to go about using breathing techniques in this silent time. And this can be a minute of silent time or three minutes or five minutes or 20 minutes, however long you want to start with and however long it really feels most beneficial to you for the benefit it brings and for the time you have in your morning. Another one that I would say should be towards the top of the priority list for anybody with a morning routine, and that is gratitude. Because you cannot simultaneously be actively grateful, actively thinking about something in your life for which you are truly deeply grateful and be negative at the same time, right? And so there are lots of different ways to implement gratitude. It can be writing down things you are grateful for. It can be really focusing on things that you're grateful for. And I'll tell you how I implement gratitude in my morning routine in a few minutes. But gratitude is another important element of a morning routine that you can choose to incorporate or not, but I highly recommend that. Another is affirmations. Affirmations are essentially positive statements, thoughts, feelings, uh, words, whatever, that reflect the kind of life you want to have, the kind of day you want to have, the thoughts you want to have. They're positive statements of belief about you, your life, your body, whatever else. And like I said, in that um, download that I created for you guys, I have my own personal affirmations that are things I say to myself every day, multiple times a day. And they've evolved over the years. Um, If you heard some of my earlier episodes of the podcast when it first launched, there were more of them and there were, they, they were in different categories than they are now. But my affirmations evolve. And if you text the word morning to the number 44222, you will get that, um, my morning routine as well as my own affirmations. But I think this is really important because We tend to pollute our minds with negative thoughts all the time, whether it's about traffic or people in our lives or our bodies or our food choices or our relationships, our jobs, whatever it is. There tends to be this constant onslaught of negativity, but all that that does is reinforce the very things that we're trying to avoid or overcome or change. And so affirmations are just positive statements like, I am getting leaner and stronger every single day. And that is something I say to myself, whether I'm making good choices or crappy choices, whether I'm feeling amazing or I'm feeling not amazing, because I have that power to become leaner and stronger every single day. So that is one of the affirmations that I say to myself during my morning routine. 
So you can create a list of affirmations, and I've talked about this before, how I've created note cards of my affirmations, and I keep them in a lot of different places, but having these affirmations be a part of a morning routine can just set your focus on what you want to do, what is important in your life, what is important in your day. Visualization is another powerful part of a morning routine, and this can be small visualizations, like visualizing how you want your day to go and visualizing the big meeting with the outcome that you desire, or visualizing patient interactions with your children or your spouse, spouse, or visualizing your performance in your workout, or visualizing your food choices in a difficult situation. But it can also be visualizing yourself achieving a big goal, whether it's paying off debt or reaching your weight loss goals, seeing it happen in as clear a detail as you can possibly put together in your head. And this can take 30 seconds. It can take a minute. It can take 20 minutes, however much time you want to allot here. Another very useful element of a morning routine is exercise or movement. And those are two different things because you might choose for your morning routine to do some basic stretches, right? Or you might choose to do a little bit of yoga. Or you might choose to go for a walk. Or part of your morning routine might be a full-on workout. And this depends on where you're at in terms of your starting point. It also depends on how much time you have and your priorities, right? So I have movement as part of my morning routine every day, but my workout doesn't come until a little bit later in the morning. So I don't consider my workout to be part of my actual morning routine as in the first 30 minutes of my day. But movement absolutely is. Movement is because I do a five to 10 minute EMOM Every minute on the minute, I'm doing specific exercises, and I'll tell you more about that in a minute. It's also in the download that you get when you text the word morning to 44222. If this was a drinking game and you had to drink every time I said that, it would be interesting to see where we get to today. Um, reading is another element of a morning routine, and this could be reading the Bible or whatever religious text uh, is, is part of your world, if any. It could also be reading a book that keeps you motivated or focused. Or it could be reading fiction. It doesn't matter. But taking some time to quiet your mind and do something that puts good information into your head. Reading is an absolutely important part of my personal morning routine, but we'll get to that in a minute. Also writing. And writing can be journaling or writing can be part of a creative process that you have, or it could be writing for your job. For me, it is writing for my job. Sometimes I journal, but not usually. I just find that because I am a morning person, having this be a structured part of my morning routine really adds to my own personal productivity. Sunlight, sun exposure, natural exposure to light is a really great part of a morning routine because and we, we've talked about this in the sleep episodes before, you really want to help your body become accustomed to the daily circadian rhythm. So we tend to expose ourselves to artificial light all the time and our body gets confused about, okay, so it's 11 o'clock at night and there's all this light coming in, what is going on? Getting natural exposure to sunlight when the sun rises is a great way to work towards hormone balance, but also it's just a good way to connect with nature and ground yourself a little bit. 
Step outside, even for 30 seconds. Step outside, stand there, breathe in the cool air or the warm air wherever you live, and allow your body to be exposed to the natural light. So sunlight exposure is another really great element of a morning routine, depending on when your morning routine happens. For me, um, it is way before the sun rises, but when the sun does come up, I make a point to step outside and expose myself to it, even if just for 30 seconds. Another one kind of similar to the sunlight exposure is cold, cold exposure. And this is usually done through a cold shower, although Tony Robbins has a very much more expensive way to do this. But I have started incorporating this where I take my normal hot shower, but the last two or three minutes of my shower is an intentionally cold shower. It's a great way to wake yourself up. And for me, I actually don't, I'm a morning person, so I'm not tired and I don't need the cold water to wake me up. I do it as a training for staying calm and really being very balanced and not reactive. Because if you step into a cold shower, you're reactive, right? You kind of panic. You're like, oh my gosh, this is freezing. And you want to hop out or get out of the stream of the water. And so for me, it is an exercise of discipline, standing in the cold water, telling myself, you're totally fine. It's water. It's not going to hurt you. It's not uncomfortable. It's just water. And so that's part of my own mental discipline practice. Um, And then I also think that it's very valuable to end your morning routine with some kind of something that gives you a sense of achievement. Now, I mean this beyond the sense of achievement of I just executed my morning routine, right? This might be one of the elements of your working of your morning routine, like working out certainly gives you a sense of achievement that you got your workout in that early in the morning. But you can also do it with something small, like making your bed to just feel like, oh, great, I got something done or knocking out an an element on your to do list as part of your morning routine. I set my priorities the night before and then oftentimes in the morning my writing will be during my morning routine one of the things that I needed to do for my priorities for that day that I set the night before and so I end my morning routine with a real sense of achievement that I bring to me through the rest of the day. Other things to keep in mind that might not be a part of your actual morning routine, but I think are very significant in terms of setting yourself up for a very productive, successful day of good choices and a sense of accomplishment, predetermine your breakfast the night before. If you want to make it the night before, that's great, but at a minimum, decide what you are going to have. Predetermine what you are going to wear right? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the uh, founder of Facebook, he wears the same thing every single day because he understands this notion that we need to reduce decision fatigue by automating as much as possible. So predetermine what you'll eat, predetermine what you'll wear, do things ahead of time that you know need to get done in the morning, whether that's packing your kids' lunches or getting their backpack ready, anything that you know will need to be done in the morning, do as much of that as possible the night before. I really love the night before to set my day's priorities. I'll write down the three things that absolutely need to get done so I have this sense of peace and I don't wake up going, okay, what do I need to do today? There's all these different things. And it just really quiets your mind and brings you a sense of organization and efficiency. Simplify wherever you can. And another thing here in terms of another element of a morning routine that might be how you start your morning routine or how you end your morning routine is hydrate. Drink some water. Take a moment to rehydrate yourself after sleeping all night. Most of us are dehydrated in the morning. So prioritize a big glass of water, flat or sparkling, it doesn't matter. 
All right, so I want to tell you about Tony Robbins' morning routine, and this is, you know, he's not my buddy, we're not friends or anything, but I went to Unleash the Power Within a couple of weeks ago in LA, and he really is a big believer in morning routines for many of the reasons that I talked about. Let me tell you what he shared with us as his morning routine. It starts with cold exposure, like I talked about. Now, he has like a cryo tank, which is way below freezing, and he he gets in that for a little bit. But when he's not home to do that, he does it via a cold shower, right? So that is one of the important parts of his morning routine. I also do this not so much to kind of shock my system and wake me up because I feel pretty alert and awake when I wake up. But for me, it's about training myself to stay calm and not be reactive. And this is a little bit later in my morning, not truly integrated into this morning routine structure that I have. Then he does breathing techniques for a couple of minutes. And I would classify what he does as his morning routine, the breathing techniques as sort of hyper-oxygenation because he does these very fast, intense breaths with a powerful, forceful exhale. And the way that he teaches it in his seminar is 30 breaths with a forceful, pretty fast exhale, and then you do that 10 times. So I wish I could sort of demonstrate it for you, but he's breathing in and out very quickly. I'm wondering if I do this, if you'll be able to hear me. I'll try. So that's how it works. And of course, I now sound congested. But anyway, um, that's how he does it. Very fast, very quick, forceful exhale for 30 breaths. And then he does that 10 times, right? So 30, or no, he does that three times. 30 breaths, three times, so 30 times three. That doesn't take more than a minute or two, really. Then he does gratitude, right? Gratitude. Three things that he is truly grateful for. And he doesn't just like list them off in list fashion. He really feels it. He focuses on it for about a minute for each one. And this is this is something that I have incorporated into my morning routine as well. And I'll tell you how I do it. Um, but one of his three things is always a small thing. It's never like, I'm grateful for my children and my, you know, my financial status, because those are really big things. He always focuses on one small thing because he never wants to lose sight of the tiny things in life for which we should be immensely grateful. So he does that for about three minutes, one minute per thing. Then he does... I see this as sort of a meditative thing, but he imagines energy flowing into and through his body from the world, right? So there are a lot of different ways to do this. And and the way he does it is he visualizes all of this energy outside of him, right? Because there's tons of energy in the universe. And he envisions it coming through his body, flowing through his body, healing him completely, energizing him, going, you know, in through his head, down through every inch of his body, through the floor, and then back up through his body and out into the world again, right? Now, there are a lot of different ways to do this. Tara Brock, who I mentioned earlier, she has a meditation podcast, and she does it in a little bit of a different way, where you're sitting silently, and she challenges you to feel where the energy is in your body. Sometimes we feel it with a tightness in our chest or a tingling in our hands or our feet or a, or a sensation in the, in the heart of our belly, right? And really focus on, on where the energy is in your body at any one time. But he does this for a few minutes. And then he thinks through three achievements and visualizes them deeply 
that he wants to make happen. And it could be in that day, it could be over the course of a year or over a course of a lifetime, but he'll really see them happening, feel them, feeling himself making them happen, achieving that goal, what it feels like, what it looks like, and he spends several minutes on that. So that's what Tony shared with us is his morning routine. And then there's Hal Elrod. Hal, you might be familiar with that name or not. He's a best-selling author, and he wrote a book called The Miracle Morning that I'm going to link to in the show notes over at primalpotential.com. But he encourages a morning routine based on six elements that are made up with the acronym SAVERS, S-A-V as in Victor, E-R-S. The first one is silence. The second one is affirmations. The third, the V, is visualization. And then exercise, reading, and scribing, which is writing, but it wouldn't have worked if he used a W instead of an S. So that's what that's what Hal really advocates. Time for silence, time for affirmations, times for visualization, for exercise, for reading, and for writing. Now, let me tell you about my morning routine because I sort of have a blend of both of these two guys with what I do. And what I do depends on how much time I have, where I am, what's on my schedule for the day. It has a structure. And again, if you want the details of this as well as my affirmations that I say, just text the word morning to 44222. But I start with five deep, slow breaths where I try to focus on each breath where it's starting, how it flows through my body, the exhale and the sensations in my body as I exhale. For me, this is like micro meditation because I'm not thinking about what I need to do or what's going on that day. I'm really focusing on following the breath as it moves through my body. And so I do this five times. And then I do, and this is based on kind of getting back into my morning routine after attending Unleash the Power Within, I've been doing Tony's 30 breaths times three where it's that fast, rapid breath with a forceful exhale. So I do that 30 breaths three times. Those two things combined take like a minute, right? Very, very little time. Then I go into gratitude. And I, and I think about at least two things. And I love Tony's idea of one of them being small. Like this morning, for example, one of the things that I was really grateful for was a wonderful night of sleep and waking up feeling very rested. But it's not like grateful for, I got a good night's sleep, the end, moving on. I really want to feel it because it's about feeling the sense of gratitude in a very physical way. So in my mind, as I'm thinking about this, I want to trigger my body to feel that experience. Thinking about laying in my bed and how comfortable it is and the coolness and the softness of the sheets and how awesome it feels to put my head on the pillow. And I love my pillow. I'm a sheet snob, so I love my pillow. I love my sheets. And then waking up rested and ready to start the day and how in, like how unbelievably fortunate I am to have this bed and these sheets and these pillows when there are people that are... the first of all, sleep on the floor, sleep outside, don't have a roof over their head. And and just how blessed I am for such a luxurious experience in my own home every single day. So that's an example of how I do that. And then it can be for something bigger, but I love making one of the things very, very small because no matter what happens with my business, with my relationships, with my finances, I have this roof over my head and this bed that I love and these comfortable sheets and this amazing pillow. And that is something to be grateful for. 
Then I do, I combine affirmations and visualization, right? I combine these because many times I visualize my affirmations as I see them, okay? So as I'm saying my affirmations, I'm visualizing myself executing these principles in my day. And again, I share my affirmations with you on that cheat sheet, right? And I bet you guys can tell me what word you have to text into what number to get that. But I, I take maybe 60 seconds, maybe two minutes, and I visualize my day. I visualize the food choices I'm going to make. I visualize giving my full effort in my workout and feeling really great, accomplishing my priorities with work, my coaching calls really going well, and my clients feeling good about them. And it's easy for me to visualize my day because remember the night before, I've outlined my priorities for the next day so I know what I need to do. Then the next part of my morning routine is movement. And for me, this is not a workout because my workout comes a few hours later, but I do a five to 10 minute EMOM every minute on the minute. Minute one, I do 15 body weight squats. And this is not for speed. This is not to get my heart rate up. This is about movement. So I'll do 15 slow and controlled body weight squats. And then I'll rest till the top of the next minute. And at the top of the next minute, I'll do 10 push ups. And then I'll rest till the top of the next minute. And I'll go back to the body weight squats. And I'll alternate that for five to 10 minutes, depending on how I'm feeling, on how my body is feeling, on how much time I have. And then I read. Reading is something I really enjoy. I learn a lot from it. It helps me with my coaching clients. It helps me with this podcast. So sometimes I read for 10 minutes. Sometimes I read for 30 minutes. I don't force it. I read until I realize that I'm not paying attention anymore, right? And that can come in a matter of minutes or it could be 30 to 45 minutes. And then the rest of my morning routine is writing with coffee. Um, I need to add in some water there, and that's something, that's an improvement I would like to make to my morning routine, but um, I, I write, and this is work writing for me, but it's a good time because now I'm awake, I'm alert, and I'm writing with coffee. A couple of tools I want to mention. The five-minute journal is an incredible tool for a morning routine because it's going to prompt some of this stuff. It's going to prompt, and they call it the five-minute journal, but it's really uh, less than five minutes, and it's a guided way to start and end your day. It does prompt you to say three things that you're grateful for and things you're going to accomplish during the day. And I think uh, I'm going to link to this in the show notes over at primalpotential.com, but this is a really powerful way to sort of guide you through some type of a morning routine. I think this is a great starting point for a lot of people, and I love my five-minute journal. And then the book, The Miracle Morning, that is written by Hal Elrod. I told you about his savers protocol of silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading, and writing. It's a really great book that I will link to over on the show notes. And like I said, I've created this download that outlines all of the elements that you can choose from for your morning routine, as well as my morning routine, including my EMOM, my every minute on the minute movement, and my affirmations. Just text the word morning to 44222. And I'm also going to link in the show notes to the episode that I did on sleep. Because from a practical implementation standpoint, it's really hard to implement a morning routine if you're just dead but tired in the morning. So prioritize going to bed earlier and prioritize things that can help you improve the quality of your sleep so that you're waking up more rested even if you're not getting more hours of sleep. And then start by just going to bed a few minutes earlier, right? Or getting up a few minutes earlier. If you feel like, ah, no, I'm rushed from the second I get up. Well, A, are you hitting snooze? And B, try to get up just five minutes earlier. Even if you start with a five-minute morning routine, that is a great place to start. 
And then start small. Make one commitment. Maybe it's just this week for seven days. I'm going to get up and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get a glass of water and I'm going to stand outside and expose myself to the natural light while I drink my glass of water. That's it right? Start really small. Maybe it's I'm going to order the five minute journal and I'm going to spend the two or three minutes every morning filling that out before I do anything else. Start small, make one commitment and get up and do it, right? All right, what I ate yesterday. Let's wrap up with that like we always do. I had sort of a brunch yesterday. I wasn't hungry in the morning, but I was hungry before quote unquote lunchtime. So I took a bag of shredded Brussels sprouts and I sauteed it in some coconut oil and then I put it in a big bowl and chopped it up with a half an avocado and two hard boiled eggs. Then several hours later, I sort of was awkward my timing yesterday, but it was like pre-dinner. Um, I had spaghetti squash that I topped with a saute. And I mentioned this last week because I also did this last week because I love spaghetti squash and it's perfect timing for it. I made a saute of onions and garlic and sun-dried tomatoes with some buffalo and topped that uh, over my spaghetti squash. But then it was, again, sort of awkward timing. So a few hours later, I had an apple with cinnamon on top, a raw apple with cinnamon and about a quarter of a cup of almonds. Now, I know I asked you guys about the workout segment. What I decided to do is include my weekly workouts in my weekly emails that go out to the free VIP email list. And the reason for that is the podcast only drops three times a week. And one of my one day of the week is a rest day and one day is a really low intensity day. So if I'm ever recording on those days, you're not going to get an accurate description of what I really do. And I don't want to be misleading. So if I include it in the weekly email... At the bottom, and the first one went out yesterday, day by day, what I do in terms of the type of movements that I do, right? I'll be very specific about the actual movements I am doing day by day so that you get all seven days of my activity instead of just getting like a random glimpse like you do uh, if I were to include it on the podcast. So the workout segments will be in the free VIP email list if you want that morning um, if you want that morning routine summary, that will put you on the list if you're not on there already. If you're on there already, you don't need to do anything, um, but you can always get on by going to primalpotential.com and putting in your name and email address, or you will be enrolled onto that list when you text the word morning to the number 44222. All right, we'll be back in a couple of days. I would love for you to implement a morning routine and then shoot me an email and let me know how it's going. That's what I want to hear from you. I want to know what difference it's making in your world, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. And then for all the resources we talked about, uh, head over to the show notes at primalpotential.com. See you guys soon. Have a great day.